The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Welcome to the Saturday edition of Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. I wanted to take a minute and tell you a story that happened to me a little over a week ago, and it just makes me want you to be prepared. It's about preparedness. We talk about being prepared on this network all the time, and no one talks about this, the story that I'm going to tell you, okay? Before I get started on my story, let me tell you that the reason this story happened really, and it could have happened at any time, was because I stopped to have a cigarette. I've battled with addiction with these cigarettes for almost all my life. So if you don't smoke, don't start. And if you do, bless your heart. Do your best to quit. I'm not being your, I don't care if you do or not. I'm not your doctor. I'm just saying I know what a terrible addiction it is. It's one of the things, one of the few things in my life I can't quit. And I've, I've, I've stopped thinking that I was going to quit, and then for some reason, I'm back at it again. So, I don't smoke in my car, I don't smoke in the house, I, you know, I, I don't, I hide it. <laughs> hey, you know what I mean. Okay, so that's what started my story of being prepared. So I leave work Friday afternoon. It just started raining a little bit. And I, not far from here, is a a big bus stop. There's plenty of parking. I mean, there's all kinds of parking. There's a bus stop, and the buses come through, and they pick people up. And I pull in there, and there's an area that I stop under a tree. And I get out, and I, and I, I smoke a cigarette, and then I drive home. So I pull in. It's just starting to rain, but not bad. Just sprinkling. So I'm still under the tree. I don't need to get the umbrella out. I've just plugged my phone in to charge. It's sitting on the center console, knowing that, uh, you know, it's just starting to rain. So I pulled up and my windshield wipers have, are on and they've, uh, thank you. They're wiping the, they're wiping the rain off. And uh, knowing that I pull up and get out of my car and with the keys in the ignition, the car is running. I know that. You know, no big deal. The car can't lock. The door doesn't lock when the keys are in the ignition and the car is running. The driver's side door. You can have all the other doors locked, but the driver's side door doesn't lock when the keys are in the ignition and the car is running. So I hop out, have my cigarette, and then I'm going to drive home. I get finished. Turn around to get back into the car. The driver's side door is locked. It won't open. What? That can't be. I tried again. It doesn't open. I go to the driver's side rear door. It won't open. I go to the rider's side front door. It won't open. I go to the rider's side passenger door. The back seat, it won't open. You've got to be kidding me. It can't be. I, I look in, my phone is still sitting on the center console. The car is running, humming. 
and I, you know, you look through the front window, and windshield wipers are still on. So I walk back around to the driver's side door, try it again. It won't open. I try it with a little bit more force this time. Maybe I just jerk it open a little bit. It won't open. So you're okay. I'll walk out to the road. One of the, it's a big corner intersection. Two giant roads. I'll walk out through the way I come in, and the police department is not far from where the bus stop is, so a police officer's got to drive by. I wave him in. I pop my lock. I'm gone. Walk out to the road, stand there for a little bit. It's still raining now. Now it's starting to come down a little bit harder, but I'm still okay because I can walk out to the road and then I, I kind of back off into these trees. And then if I see the police officer coming, I'll, you know, go out to the head toward the, the road. Oh, and here comes a police officer. I'll head to the road. I'll wave him down. Hey, 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 hey. He just keeps going Whoosh, right by. Now it's starting to really come down. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll just walk back to the up to the bus stop and wait a little bit till the rain dies down. And well, you're not doing that getting dry, all right? So I'm still I'm soaking wet now, and I'm up at the bus. Bus comes in, stops. Bus driver gets out. He goes inside the building to get a, a soda from the machine. So I stop him. I go inside. I, I'll go inside the the building, and I and he's on the phone talking to somebody. And I'm like, I'm standing there in front of him, like, dude, I need to I need to talk to you. I don't care who you talk to. I need to talk to you. So he says to the person on the phone, I gotta call you back. I said, dude, can I? And I like my keys in the car. The car's out there. It's parked right out there. You see it there. It's still running. Uh, you know, if you look long enough, you'll see the windshield wiper still going. Now use your phone. You know, I need to, I need to, I need to call someone. I need to call my wife. Since that's the only phone number I know, I remember my wife's phone number. And on that day, I remembered the inside interview line for a radio station I worked at 15 years ago. The only two numbers I know. So I call my wife. Voicemail. I know better. She's not going to answer the phone for the phone number that she doesn't know. Right? And I don't know where this guy's area code is, the bus driver. I'm standing in the bus with him because he's got to go. You know, I mean, he's on a schedule. He was nice enough to let me make the call. So, you know, I leave the voicemail. I, I, hey, uh, this is Jeff. I locked my keys in the car. I need you uh, to, uh, you know, hop in the car and bring me bring me the spare set of keys that are in the garage. My phone is in the car. I won't be able to call you. won't be able to call me. You need to just come. Hang up. Go back to the bus driver. Thanks, man. Off he goes. So I go back and sit down. still raining. I go back and sit down under the, under the, you know, under the overhang there at the bus depot. I'm just sitting there, and I look out at my car. It means it's still running, and I think, you know, my wife is not going to listen to that mess. I feel this in my head that she did. There's no way she's she heard that message. She's not picking it up. She probably didn't even see the phone call come in, but she's no way. She's like. I don't know who that is. And even if they left a voicemail, I'm not listening right now anyway. So I'm like, crap. So rain has died down a little bit. I figure, okay, well, I'll walk back out to the road. I'll try to wave down somebody, you know, to to get a phone. Walk back out to the road. Still still raining, but not bad. I walk out there and hang out, watch traffic go by a little bit. There's not a wrecker. Not one wrecker. Not a locksmith. 
Nobody. Just just pedestrian traffic. Oh, here comes another police officer. Nice. So I, I wave him down. This one gets close and waves at me. You think I'm at the on the side of the road here trying to wave you into this busty belt and I'm waving at you? No. Past he goes. Now he makes the turn. So there's still a way to come into the bus. So I keep, I turn and I walk back into the parking lot thinking that maybe he's going to, you know, he saw me and he's going to turn into the parking lot. Nope. Off he goes down the road. No police officer. <sighs> Starting to rain hard again. I'll walk back under the bus hanger right there for a little while. And there I sit looking out at my car still running and i know that nobody's you know there's nobody is my wife didn't hear that message so a bus pulls in a guy gets out hey hey how you doing well um, you know you have a phone that i could use make a phone call and he says yeah of course he gives me the phone and i tell him what's going on i said you know i like the keys in the car it's out there it's you can see it's still running and the wiper blades are still on. And he goes, oh, man, do you want me to call you a cab or something? And he offered to pay for me to get a cab. He goes, no, I understand. I'll, you know, I'll get you. You want to drive somewhere, whatever? Well, you know, that would be great, except I don't want to leave the parking lot because my car is still running, as you can see. And uh, purring like a kitten, too, by the way. That engine, I mean, that engine is just... And it's a good thing that I had stopped the day before to get some gasoline in that thing. Because a lot of times, you know, come the end of the week, you're riding on fumes. Had I been riding on fumes, I would not have been seeing that all afternoon, I guarantee you. So, he, got, he gives me his phone. He says, no problem. You can call anywhere. You know, I have unlimited. He's being real nice. And I, and I was like, I, well, I was joking because the only phone number I know is my wife's phone number and a radio station's interview line. And I almost called that. And just to say, hope that somebody there working would know who I was they would and uh otherwise i would tell them to get somebody on this phone that knows who i am and uh then they could call my wife but then they'd be the same thing anyway so i call my wife again i leave a message voicemail but i hang up and i call right back voicemail i hang up i call right back thinking you know how you get multiple calls from the same number right in a row finally you pick up because it's got to be something you think why is this number calling me so many times in a row, right? She picks up. Oh, hey. Now, mind you, it's been 45 minutes since the first call, right? 40 minutes, somewhere in there since the first call. Remember how my gut feeling of she hadn't heard the voicemail? Oh, hey, honey. Yeah, you know, I just listened to your voicemail. What? I'm looking for, I'm looking for the spare keys for your car. I can't find them. They're in the garage hanging on the hook where we keep the keys. Now, I'm trying to be calm because I could go off the deep end, and I know it's my fault. I know it's my I, I know it's my fault, but that doesn't change the, they're in the freaking garage where we keep them. Now, just get the key and drive your ass here. It'll be 30 more minutes, but do it. Well, we're looking for the keys. We can't find them. Call the insurance company. Tell them to send somebody out here to get my keys out of the car. Okay, we got roadside coverage. We got all that. Call. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. But really what I want you to do is find the keys and get your ass here. Okay. 
I hang up with this guy. And he hops a bus. And he's re- I mean, such a nice man. He offered to get me a cab. He offered to make any call anywhere I wanted. He was waiting there for another bus to go. I mean, he was very, such a kind man. I really appreciate it. And I don't know your name, but if you're listening, bless your heart. Off he goes. I'm under the bus overhang, still raining hard, looking out at my car. Still running. Buses come by. In fact, uh, you know, the guy that you loaned me the phone before has already pulled through twice. He just looks at me like, oh, I don't have to pick you up. Off he goes. Rain slows down a little bit. Okay. I'm going to walk back out, take my shot with trying to see if someone's driving by. Right? Anybody. 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 Police officer, locksmith, wrecker, someone. Because I know the police, odds are they don't admit it, but they have the lock jack in their car right and and they'll do it if you ask them nice and you're you know you're you're not a dick i you know just don't lock my car please i don't want you to arrest me for murder for killing someone just get my keys let me in my car so i got to the road you know it's just sprinkling a little bit and i'm standing there watching the cars just pedestrian cars go by oh hey there goes another cop here comes another cop i walk out to the road I mean, I didn't wait. I didn't go to the sidewalk. I didn't go to the curb. I went in the road and not just, you know, just the other side of the curb. But I'm in the road waving, trying to say, yo, I need you. Come here. And and he stays in the middle lane. And I'm like, yo, come here. And he's in the middle lane. And he's, yo. Yo. He's gone. I walk back up to the bus depot, but in the middle, I stop at my car. Still running. And I think, you know, I wonder if I just bang on the lock, bang on where the, the door. I, just, I mean, I'm banging. I am. I'm trying to open it. It won't open up. I'm, I'm slamming this thing. <laughs> won't open. Oh, now it's starting to rain again. Heavy. Hurry up, get back underneath the underneath the bus depot, underneath the overhang. Sit back down on the bench. Still running. Nobody's coming. Well, keep looking for my wife's car to pull in around the corner. Nope. A driver's ed car pulls in the lot. And I'm thinking, I can wave them down. Somebody's got to have a phone, right? I go to wave them down. Out they go. Shoot them. Don't catch me. So I'm out in the parking lot, so I figure I'll go back to the road again. I don't have somebody now. And I hear, here comes, an, uh, uh, it, it looks like a kind of a police car, but I know it's not. It's a, it's a local security car that they have lost. The city that we work in here in Irving is a separate little entity of itself, and they have their own little security guys that drive around. It's one of those guys. I wave at him, and he goes by me, but he makes the turn like I thought the police officer would did it. And I was like, oh, and I start walking back into the lot. And I see he's turning into the bus. Yes. Finally got somebody. He pulls up and he drives. And says, Dude. A. I locked my keys in my car. It's running. I need to use your phone. Or you got a, you know, you got a, you got a lock pop. You know, you got a lock jack. No, they don't allow us to carry that. He goes, I can call the police department though. Get a guy, get a cop over here to do it for you. Okay. Cause he knows. And I was like, great. That'd be wonderful. I step away from the car, let him make the call. He rolls down his window. Yeah, my boss says uh, police department won't come on that call. And I'm like, well, 
That's why I. That's why I was trying to wave them down. They're not gonna. They don't want to show up. They don't want to have somebody call. And no, they're because they don't want to admit they do that. I get that. They're not. They're not. They're not AAA. They're not your insurance guy. I got it. But if you were to, if they would actually stop when someone is waving them down, and I'd like to know how they did. You know, it's a good thing that nothing really, really bad was happening, right? Because my car, my keys are in the car. The car is locked. My phone is in the center console, and something really bad could be happening other than just the wipers running. So he lets me use. I saw. Let me use your phone. I call my wife again. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, I can't find the keys, and the insurance company. Uh, you know, the guy was keeps calling me back because he needs an address. Had it not been the security guy's phone, I may have crashed it right there. Okay. I don't know the freaking address of the bus depot corner of the two main drags in Irving, Texas. It's not like it's invisible. Drive down this road. You're going to see it. I know. I know. He keeps calling me, but, and then I can't find the key. We've looked everywhere. No, you haven't looked anywhere because it's hanging in the garage on a freaking keychain. It's one of the keychains. Okay, but they're coming. Yeah, they're, they said they were going to dispatch somebody. Okay, no problem. They said they were going to dispatch, dispatch someone. Fine. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Luis, security guy, you're the man. Appreciate you stopping. You didn't come back to check on me, though. But thanks for stopping. <laughs> I walk back up to the bus depot. Sit back down on the bench. Still running. We're about two and a half hours in. Two and a half, three hours in now. Only I really don't know because I have no way. Have, I have no time. I mean, I had, the, I had the security guys phone and those phones. But, I mean, I don't have any. After that, I, I got no time. I mean, you, you obviously can judge time. I get it. But there's no exact time. And I'm an exact time kind of guy. I have clocks everywhere. Right now, I'm looking at one, two, three, four clocks. I love clocks. They're everywhere. I live on time. I'm a radio guy. Is anybody ever going to come? Now it's really raining, and it's starting to get dark out. How do I know it's starting to get dark out? Because the lights on my car came on, because they're automatically turned on when it gets dark out. So now it's purring like a kitten, the lights are on, and the windshield wipers are still going. So it's still running. It's still running out there in the middle of the lot. This whole time I'm thinking, how could have I avoided this? Just this extra set of keys somewhere. I could have had it stashed up under the back wheel. It's tough to do that these days, though, because most of those places aren't metal anymore, so there's no magnet to hold on to. And I'll tell you what we found, uh, you know, at the end. I'm glad my wife helped me when I finally got home. It's nice of her. And so, so now it's real. I mean, it's getting dark, and it is really coming down. I mean, it's been raining here in Texas for the last week, but that last Friday was really raining. It rained hard. And I'm just sitting under the bus depot. Buses are going by. The bus, the bus driver goes by, gives me a little wave now. It's like we're buds. Like I'm living at the bus depot. Amazingly, uh, there's no county cars driving through. There's no police officers driving through. There's no any kind of work vehicles driving through. It's Friday afternoon, evening at the bus depot. Nobody. Nobody. You can pull into that lot right now. Any afternoon, within 10 minutes, somebody's pulled, somebody, some bus supervisor, some uh, county supervisor, somebody's pulling into that lot. Not that day. Nope. Gone. Nothing.
Finally, it's been about three and a half hours, and I see a car pull in, and he pulls right up to the bus, and it's the insurance guy. I come to find out, he's on the phone with my wife because he can't find the place. What kind of... I had to be nice, though. So, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's good. My wife knows where it's at. <laughs> uh, we drive out to my car. Says, yeah. I said, yeah, you know, my wife, I got all the, all the information that you need is in the car. So you got to just unlock it. You just got to open it. In the old days, you know, they'd come with the pop lock and they pop the lock. Nope, not today. He's got to get out. It's really raining. And he's got the little air bags that they put in between the doors and they blow them up, which pulls the door and the car apart. So he can stick his thing in there. Not that thing, but he's got an actual like wire thing <laughs> that he sticks in there and pushes down the window. Just unlock it, bro. What are you rolling my windows down for in the middle of a rainstorm? Right? But he does. That's how he knows how to get in. I wouldn't want you to unlock it. <sighs> so, you know, he opens the windows, get in, rolls the windows back up. And then uh, he, he just, I opened the back door, I grabbed my umbrella, opened it up. And he goes, I don't need to see any of your paperwork. <laughs> just sign here. Was, I know it's been a long day. Yeah. I get home as soon as I walk in the door. Oh, hey, home. Oh, hi, daddy. Hey, how you doing? Uh, how you doing? You know, we just found the key. Did you? Did you? Yeah. Do you know that it fell off the hook that they're usually on out there in the garage? It's right down there on the floor on the, in the garage there. Oh, and you just miraculously figured that out, huh? Amazing. I will say, while the car wasn't uh, on empty, it did use quite a bit of gasoline. <laughs> there was, it had gone down quite a lot while it was just sitting there purring like a kitten in a rainstorm. Wipers going the whole damn time. So then I, you know, I get out of the clothes and I get home and lay down. My wife says, oh, look at these. This is what we should get. And she shows me the, the spare key uh, combination lock that goes in the uh, trailer hitch. I thought, oh, that's a pretty good idea. Probably should do that. But I'm never going to lock my keys in the car again. Right? It's never going to happen. Why the car door actually locked with the keys and the ignition and the engine on, I don't know. Could it have been me doing it manually? Getting out of the car, I guess, but usually I've practiced now a few times. Never. Not once does it lock. Not once. That car is going to go through a nuclear blast and it's going to remain unlocked, guaranteed from now to the end of time. So I guess I'm just going to have to get in, get the trailer hitch extra key just, just so that I have it. You know, just so that I have it. But it's a good thought to maybe be prepared. And you think, well, I have a, I, I have some numbers to people who call in my wallet. That'd be great if it wasn't in the car. You use your phone and call for help right away. Somebody come right up. That'd be great if it wasn't in the car. Um, you could go, I don't know, and use go across and try to find somebody at the apartment building uh, or use a payphone. That'd be great if your cards and everything weren't in the car. So I did, will say this: I got help from uh, several people that were really nice and willing to help. So I don't when I. You know, I always, my kids always say, why'd you help that guy? That's why. That's why. Because I want help back when they need it. So there's, there's one good lesson to learn from that. Somebody needs a little bit of help, give it to them. It doesn't kill you to give them a little bit of help. Second, be nice. It was your fault. It wasn't your wife's fault that couldn't find the keys and couldn't get out there within about 40 minutes. 
and help and unlock your unlock your car so you could go. It wasn't her fault. It was all your fault. And the whole time you got to think about it there underneath the old bus depot with the rain pouring down and you're just looking at your car in the parking lot. Purring like a kid. So the moral of the story is, A, don't smoke. (laughs) It all started with me getting out of that stupid car to smoke a cigarette. And B, have an extra set of keys that you can get to. No matter what you do, because you're going to want to be able to get back in your car, right? And even if you were to head OnStar or anything like that, you still have to have some way to communicate with them that you need help. And I didn't want to break a window. I didn't want to smash into the bumper and alert anything. So you're just stuck. So just be prepared for something like that. At least know a phone number. I was fortunate to remember my wife's phone number. I mean, I've made myself know that number because I know how easy it is to not learn numbers anymore. It's just a name and a phone, right? We all do that. So that's important. And I would have liked to, I don't know, I'm going to make myself remember a few other phone numbers. (laughs) You know, just in case. Just in case, because it's tough for me. I've really blocked out remembering phone numbers because, I, you know, in radio, I, I've said this before. When you start remembering the radio station's number, that's when you get fired. So I try not to remember any phone numbers for the call-in numbers. In fact, when they were redoing these studios here, I made sure they put the numbers up on the wall in big black numbers. So I didn't have to remember them. All I could do is just lean to the right a little bit, and there's the numbers. So have a good weekend. I hope you... Don't get your keys locked in your car. I hope you don't have to sit at a bus stop, bus depot, with it storming, blowing, raining, windy, a little nippy, starting to get dark, the keys in the ignition, the car is running, wipers on. That's how you know it's evidence. Seriously, I looked at that before the lights came on, before it got darker, then the lights came on, which was kind. Glad everything worked. That's how I'd, I'd stare at it for a little bit just to see if it was still running. Just... All right, the wipers are still going. Car's still running. Good to go. That's my weekend story for you. Uh, be prepared. Have an extra set of keys somewhere where you can find them. I, you know, I don't know what else to tell you. Preparedness matters. Preparedness matters.